0: okay google play the sideline hustle podcast
1: sure the sideline hustle football podcast here's where you left off
0: what's going on everybody this is your host drew lieberman i'm slow packing <laughs> Our days here are numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast.
1: We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in.
0: To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is.
1: From the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat.
0: From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Leaves, and welcome to episode 35 of Coach Talk. I uh, had to spend the day in traffic court uh, today, like a three or four hours, which is why I'm dressed up, dealing with an issue, a ticket from like three years ago. Um, and, and, you know, now that's why I'm in the car right now doing this episode on the go. I just wanted to get this out to everybody in a timely fashion on Monday and not, not keep everyone waiting till, till late tonight. So I'm going to try and, uh, you know, record it right here on, on the side of the road, uh, edit it real quick on my laptop, and, and get it up to everybody on, on the podcast channels and up on IGTV. Uh, but a huge win over the weekend. We played Paramus Catholic. And if you're up to date on the podcast, you heard the episode Friday with myself and Gary Nova, the Paramus Catholic offensive coordinator, And it was a really good game, competitive game. Uh, You know, we were down 20 to 14 at the half, ended up winning by eight points, ended up winning, I believe, 28 to 20, I think was the final score. Um, But but a really good game and it was really cool. You know, obviously for me, I'm very happy we won, uh, but it was cool to see the way Gary, as a close friend of mine, and and a huge contributor to the sideline hustle. It was cool to see the way he rallied the troops over there and, and the way he was kind of a catalyst for a very inspired performance by, by Paramus Catholic and, and their players. Um, I think going into the game, we thought we were the better team. Uh, having won the game, we still think obviously that we were the better team. We didn't play our best game, but they, they did. I mean, they came out and played hard. And I think that uh, it was a little easy for our kids to get complacent because you knew watching them on film and based on their record that we had just beaten a great team in DePaul Catholic. You're coming to this game, it's kind of natural for a 16, 17-year-old kid to relax. Whereas for them, they had nothing to lose. It's their their offensive coordinator's alma mater, last game of the season. Both of us are going to the playoffs no matter what, because that's how the league works. So they're just trying to build some momentum and trying to sell out for their coach. It was kind of more of like, you know, their Super Bowl almost. They were very excited. It was senior night for them. Um, You know, and it was, it was a lot for us to overcome, but luckily we did. Uh, I think that we showed a lot of grit. I think we showed a, a lot of a lot of toughness and just a lot of faith in in what our mantra is and that's and our mantra all season has been that we're going to win games because our breaking point is greater than our opponents and and that we put in so much work uh from last december until now in the off season in the weight room and all the conditioning to to build toughness and that we believe that we're such a tough team that 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 if you if we go to battle against anybody eventually the opponent will break before we do and for the most part this year that's been the case i mean uh, aside from gonzaga and st joe's where we lost pretty good every other game I think you could say our breaking point as far as toughness was greater than the opponents. Now, we lost to Bergen and and St. Peter's by, you know, one point and three points respectively. I think we made a couple crucial errors, which you could say we we broke mentally before they did. But as far as the toughness is concerned, our competitiveness and our ability to wear teams down, I think that's kind of what we're built on. And I think we're built on on, on running the football, being tough and punching you in the mouth, play after play after play for 48 minutes. And, And it takes a lot. It takes a mature and strong football team to withstand that for a full football game and, and it, when we find a team that can't well when they break with six minutes left in the game we were to take advantage and, that, and that's what happened they eventually broke we continued to run the ball we ripped off some big runs uh, we had timely stops on defense and we're able to come away with a win but again what wasn't our best performance um but but happy to to finish the season five and four um, and again happy to see that that you know my boy gary was, was i thought he he performed great i thought he called a great game Called some really timely shots that works against our defense. Uh, called a quarterback replay on the one-yard line to score a touchdown. It was cool to see him rally the troops. But but I think we're very happy and very fortunate to to have gotten a win. And it's big for Bosco football. There was a lot of the kids called like the curse, but they hadn't beaten Bo- they hadn't beat Paramus Catholic in like seven eight years. I think the last time we beat Paramus Catholic was 2013. So big win for our program. And you know now we're just now we're riding the, the train. We've won two straight games. I think for the first time all year. Uh, we finished the season five and four, which is something that before the year started as coaches, uh, you know, we thought five and four would be a good season. It's not what we were hoping for. I think we were hoping for, realistically, hoping for a seven and two, six and three season. And, you know, we lose to Bergen by one, lose to St. Peter's by three. You, you, you make one or two more plays or one or two less mistakes in those games, and you probably finish at six and three, seven and two, and you feel really good about the season. Uh, but just judging off the inexperience we had coming back, the the. the what what we're made up of, you know, a brand new offensive line with five new starters. We kind of figured that we would have some bumps along the road. But like I've said on this podcast since day one is that this league is a marathon and it's all about playing your best football come right now, come playoff time. And that's what we're doing. So that's what's really exciting for us at Bosco is that – we have not been the best team in the state all year. Like, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not silly enough to say that we've been playing like we're the best team in the state. But I think most recently we have been. I think the last two weeks we played like we're as good as anybody. And I think that we are much better now than we were the last time we played Bergen Catholic. Last time we played St. Peter's, and we're just hoping for an opportunity to see those teams again in the playoffs and and get some revenge and just continue to keep this thing rolling. Uh, so with the victory, we secured a first round bye in the playoffs. Um, so we're off this week. Um, and then we have, we have a bye, and then we'll play Del Barton uh, at home in two weeks. So we got a first-round bye and a home playoff game, which is awesome for the fans and awesome for us as coaches. We had Saturday and Sunday off, and it was the first you know, two days in a row that I've had off since, since June. And I think it was really necessary. You know, in a season, a nine-week season, we, we, had, we had no bye weeks. So we really have been going full go now for like three or four straight months without more than a day off. Um, and I think it was really important for everybody quite frankly just to recharge um and and it was I I got away from football I didn't even watch the game until early this morning because I just wanted to take my mind completely away from it and totally recharge and I think different coaches have a different process of recharging um, but that was mine I wanted to step away completely and then kind of got back after it today uh today we didn't we didn't practice we watched film with the kids went over corrections uh, and kind of got everything squared away from last week. And then we, we got a really good lift and conditioning in. Uh, we'll practice three days this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We will lift and recover again on Friday to keep our bodies fresh, give the kids the weekend off again, um, and then we'll get back after it uh, come next week like a normal game week. Um, on top of that, like we, we haven't really started game planning at all because we're two weeks out. We know who we're gonna play. It's Del Barton, uh, but we're, we're not in a rush and we don't want to burn ourselves out. And I think like the typical kind of saying like you know it it, it, is working more hours and just pounding your head against the wall really beneficial or is it more beneficial to pace yourself and and kind of you know conserve your energy And I think that's kind of what we're doing it's not gonna we're, we're not gonna win or lose this game by game planning on a Monday two weeks before the game So I think today we wanted to really focus on the kids, focus on getting their minds right and correcting their mistakes from the game, uh, you know, building some positive energy going into the week. And then we as coaches will sit down and start to game plan, start to figure out what we want to do later this week and then start to start to implement that in practice. Uh, If there's any new adjustments we want to make, any new plays, we now have two weeks to do that. Um, As a coach, for me, my focus going into the bye week is the fundamentals. I'm not really concerned with who we're playing. I'm not concerned with what their scheme is. I'm not concerned with what the new plays are. I want to identify where we lack from a fundamental standpoint at receiver, and I want to really hone in on those problems. I think we need to – there's some blocking mechanics we need to get better at. Uh, We have a couple players in the receiver room that need to get better at catching the football, and it's mostly an eye eye issue, meaning they're not tracking the ball all the way with their eyes. I got a couple players who are very quick to turn their eyes upfield before catching the ball, and they've had a problem with drops because of that. Uh, so I really want to just throw a million footballs at them, force them to have eye discipline all week and exaggerate that. Because now here's a week where you can take a deep breath, you can slow down, and there's no real pressure on you, you know, to get yourself ready to play a game right away. So you, so it's kind of like back to preseason or back to that June or July mentality where it's like, all right, I got some time to get this right. And you can really, you know, perfect one aspect of catching the football or one aspect of blocking Whatever that is, I want to focus on what are our problems at receiver? What do we need to get better at from a fundamental standpoint? And let's spend this week getting better. I don't care who the opponent is or what coverage they run or what we're going to see. We'll deal with that next week. But there's got to be two or three major improvements in the wide receiver position if we hope to put ourselves in a position to continue to make to to make a run in these playoffs. Um, But I feel really good about everything we're doing. I feel really good about the momentum we're building. I think the kids are starting to buy in. I think we were at a rocky place as a program after we lost to St. Joe's by, by 24 points, whatever it was. Uh, I think a lot of kids were upset. You know, we lost to St. Peter's by three. You turn around, and you lose to St. Joe's. Two weeks later, uh, you know, kids were upset and kids were kind of on the edge of like, you know, how good are we? But then you turn around, you smoke to Paul Catholic and you beat Paramus Catholic, you know, on their on their senior night in, in a hard fought win. I think now people are starting to feel good. And now we're looking at ourselves like, we're the dark horse to, w- to win the whole thing, going in as a four seed. Uh, We're excited that if we beat Del Barton and and Del Barton um, and and, and Bergen Catholic win, we'll we'll have a chance to play Bergen Catholic again and and exact some revenge. And and it's not something that we want to, as coaches, we're not looking ahead of Del Barton by any means, but I think it's also something that's impossible not to address. Bosco Bergen is the biggest rivalry in New Jersey, one of the biggest rivalries in the country. Every kid knows that that's on deck, and it's a huge motivation for everybody. We got to stay focused on the task at hand and recognize that We have to have the best two weeks of practice we could possibly have to earn that right to get revenge against your rivals. But I think there will be no lack of energy because of what's at stake and what's on the table. Um, And I think that's almost as big a motivator as the playoffs or anything else. That's how heated that rivalry is. Um, We're very excited. We're excited for the future. And like I said, excited just to kind of take a deep breath, refocus uh, and get after it this week in the bye week and, and then go make this playoff run and hopefully end up in MetLife carrying a trophy. Uh, So that's all I got, episode 35 of Coach Talk. This is Coach Leaves on the go, on the side of the road. Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.
1: Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a clown box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami cause they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team now. They running their hands through, my head. My, head through yeah, my head. They used to never want to see my town. I- I- I got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight let like the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop.